0: I had to
1: go about it
0: write it out and find it myself and there's some stories I can tell you I had to fail. It's the Final Word Daily Adam Collins and Daniel Norcross for the Advanced Hair Studio the world leaders in hair restoration for the second test match in a row between England and South Africa it's all over
1: inside three days Daniel Norcross tell us how England did it in 30 seconds Well, they had a mountain to climb at the start of play. 21 without loss. They were going to need to bat for two days. Did they climb the mountain? Well, they got to sort of first base, really. And then they slid catastrophically down, as the new ball did for them, picking up those last five wickets in next to no time. Ollie Robinson, Jimmy Anderson, they were the destroyers. Anderson still can't quite get onto the honours board, but it was a curious match, which England ended up winning by over an innings. They are now just ahead, I think, on goal difference. We go to the Oval, one apiece. (laughs) So England get the job done. I think it
0: was quarter to six local time on day three. Those last five wickets fell for seven runs in 30 balls. So they had the second new ball for 31 deliveries and that was sufficient to get the job done. Seven for 38 after T when Ben Stokes opened the game up. They went to T South Africa at 141 for three and considering they lost three wickets in the first hour of play today, Anderson with an absolute beauty to Elgar that we'll come back to I'm sure. Ollie Robinson finds an outside edge. Stuart Broad finds an outside edge after a little bit of drama. And then massive Vandidussin walks down the steps belatedly. It took a while to walk down there. That might have been on account of the fact that he's got a bung finger joining Keegan Peterson. And those two did such a great job. I mean, it wasn't without a degree of luck at times, but they, they put in a real shift. I think they added 53 runs across that middle session, a wicketless session for England. And for a time, you're thinking, well, if these two guys are batting at stumps and they can see off that second new ball, it's game on, potentially, on, on day four and day five because they'll be bowling fourth. Instead, Ben Stokes bowls a 14-over spell, reminiscent of the spell that he bowled against Australia at Leeds back in 2019 in terms of just how hard he was pushing himself and then two wickets in no time after tea to remove both of the set men. And once that second new ball arrived, Anderson and Robinson took it. It was a procession.
1: Yes, it really was. I mean, that spell, let's go back to that spell, because I think Ben Stokes has bowled the three longest spells by a pace bowler or scene bowler. Uh, in the last 10 years in England 14 overs and you know bear in mind this is a man we were worried about his knee it had locked up at a jar yeah. when he was batting 14 overs he didn't go to route he went to route at the start of the day for a couple of overs and we were all <laughs> expecting well you know Stokes has come in he's picked up a couple of wickets he's, he's broken the partnership just you know there's eight overs to go to the new ball just bowl a bit of root bowl a bit of leech you know maybe bowl a couple of overs abroad in the lead up if he's not going to take the new ball if what you're trying to do is protect anderson and robinson but no he said no i'm captain fantastic i'm just going to keep going 14 overs he's utterly ridiculous there was one point when he just he literally was in the dirt he was covered in the stuff all over him he he has this kind of i say limp he kind of favors one leg over the other and The determination just to get the job done and get it done sort of today was incredible. It meant that when Anderson and Robinson took that new ball, they were fresh as daisies. and The ball zipped off the pitch. It was such a I mean, this season, we've talked about it over and over again, the balls. But every different test match gives a different example of why these balls are a little bit inadequate, really, because they offer so much first up i mean that were really zipped off the pitch today when they took the new ball and yet the afternoon session mm. you're watching a completely different match stokes normally yeah. would go in with the bumper barrage when he wants to change things around come with the bumpers he's got Rassie van der Dusen with that busted finger as you say Hey, uh, we were thinking well he's going to be aiming at that when well, he tried tried damn hard he did the harold clap and sent the body line field if you know what i mean okay. out into its weird configuration um but he couldn't get it up above waist height. And this wasn't for want of trying. It wasn't for want of strength or anything like that. It's because the ball's so soft when it bangs into the, I say turf, well, into the dirt of the Old Trafford pitch. It just sort of gets up to about waist height. So it wasn't discombobulating anyone. So then he went to reverse swing. And he said something quite interesting in the interview I did with him for the TV highlights today, I actually. said that he gets root to look at the ball and tell him when he thinks it's going to reverse. So this morning... Root hmm. bowled a couple of overs, partly to give it a bit more scuff, and partly so Root had you know, the ball in his hand and he could peruse it. And, uh, and, it, and ah. he pronounced, yeah, there's, there's a bit of reverse already. Uh, Jimmy Anderson said it, it reversed okay. virtually from the off today. It was, it, was, it was strange. It was so dry, I think, here, uh, but the ball itself had got scuffed very quickly. Remember, it was only nine overs old when the the day started but you know oh. yeah
0: which, which which made it which made it initially bewildering that Root was bowling I mean I thought it was a change of ends for league potentially that was my first impression or they were just trying to you know you often see this with with uh, even when Root was captain himself he'd bowled himself at unusual times but to bowl a second over I didn't I didn't see that coming they eventually get into that groove with Anderson and Robinson I mentioned they, they both take wickets Anderson to Elgar Daniel I mean This guy, James Anderson, he's a freak, isn't he? I mean, his pace is as good as it's been at any stage in the last 10 years. So no concerns there. His body is good to go. He was talking on television then about... He takes more care around his preparation and his recovery than he used to because he knows that any small niggle could turn into a big niggle or maybe a season-ending injury. So he never kind of subjects himself to that degree of risk. But when he's out on the field, it could be Anderson at age 30, not age 40, with the the pace and the zip. And he made another really interesting observation. The quote was something like, I'm no longer a defensive bowler. And I don't think he was being critical of the the Root-Silverwood regime in saying that. It's more that McCullum and Stokes just want him to go out there and be an old-fashioned strike bowler and not have to bowl back of a length and bowl at I guess an economy rate of one and a half or two or something like that to dry up an end he's only on to take wickets and they don't over bowl him whereas before I'm not saying he was over bowled before either by the way but simply that they would bring him on to to stem the flow you don't see that these days with him he's there to be the number one to be the numero uno and we saw that uh, in well in two of the spells that he bowled today
1: absolutely the wicket that uh he got, when he got uh, Elgar out, I mean, that was an absolute pearler, wasn't it? And it was a setup, you know, there God, was a Yeah, in. that's the bit, isn't it? That's oh, the magic. Mm. Yeah, and, and you know, when, when you watch him, that, I think that's the joy of it. He's, a, lot, a lot of people get great pleasure out of watching spin bowlers. I do, certainly. But part of that is because we're watching them tease a batter, you know, the, with their lines and with their lengths, moving them around the crease. Well, Anderson does that as a swing bowler, as a pace bowler. And it was beautiful to watch. They had this constant line from around the wicket into Dean Elgar. They weren't going to, uh, they weren't going to stray from that. And I had questioned it a little bit because there was one ball that's been bowled to Elgar in the whole series. From over the wicket, I think it was by accident. I think Matthew mm. Potts forgot that it was Elgar, and uh, Elgar <laughs> was actually given out caught behind. It was overturned on referral for a little inside edge, and I thought they might try the odd ball, but no. He comes round the wicket and then to get that ball to hold its line and to knock out a stump. There's a few more beautiful yeah. sights in cricket than that. He's just a joy to watch. He's, he's masterful, and then as you say, with the second new ball, he got that that wicket of uh, was it Harmer who we bowled through the gate. Absolute beauty, yep. kissed the top of the stumps. It was it was quite the day, I mean, for, for him especially. But the whole England bowling oh. unit, uh, Stokes wanted to talk about them all because uh, the ball is so difficult to get wickets and to extract any life from. It's just as bad for the spinner. You know, Leach, if he's going to be really effective, needs a, a new-ish hard, a new-ish hard ball just like the Seamers do. But he plugged away and plugged away, bowled so many overs, and I think South Africa might have missed a little bit of a trick. They were a little bit traditionally South African in deciding that they were going to grind England down. And I know van der Dusen were going to struggle to do that because he's got a broken finger. He's out for the series. It's confirmed today. He's not going to be playing at the Oval. Oh, right. Um, okay. so We've we got that just now. Um, so I thought maybe Peterson, who's an attractive batter, is a he's, he's got a lot of fluency to his game. I thought he might have tried to push Leach off his lengths a bit but they didn't they just propped forward and what happened was they're going at one and over as the ball as it's ticking down to when the second new ball comes they've gone nowhere gone absolutely nowhere so well well this was this well this is what folks
0: and Stokes did so well yesterday which we talked about on the podcast at the close of play on day 2 they they picked their moment to lift the run rate and it was before the second new ball arrived so they were already kind of into their groove they'd already shifted gears before then and I mean look they might have tried to do so against another bowling group but Stokes held himself back quite well I thought I mean the temptation would have been to have brought himself on for the bumper barrage earlier but he, but he did stick with Leach and that that battle with Keegan Peterson it'll get Um, brushed over and washed over because you know at the end of the day they went inside three days and Leach is wicketless albeit very frugal but 19 overs 11 maidens none for 19. I reckon out of those 11 maidens like eight of them were bowled to Peterson and many of those in that middle session where he wasn't giving an inch he was tying up an end and I think to an extent that was the moment for Peterson to live a little and try and uh, provide some degree of scoreboard pressure back on England because You know, you look at the the analysis, they're bowled out for 179, they lose inside three days. You could arrive at the conclusion that it's a similar end to the way that England fell in three days last week, but it's not at all because England were all out for about the same score Mm. inside 30 overs. South Africa batted for 86 overs, but at no point did they kind of think, well, our best chance of getting England into a spot where they might snatch it a wee bit is to be in the black, but they end up falling well short of that and lose by an innings and 85 runs. But, yeah, if they were ever going to do it, it was probably around overs 55 to 75, and and they were still going, as you say, at like kind of one Mm. or two and over. And that predates when Stokes gets busy with that old ball
1: just after tea. Well, exactly. And I think if you want to understand the difference between, you know, uh, we've got to find another word for it, but buzz ball and what England would have done uh, (laughs) at other times and what other teams around the world do is it's exactly what South Africa did there England's response to being behind is to attack now of course if it doesn't come off it looks it looks a bit like abject surrender doesn't it it isn't but it's but that's what people interpret it as I think And it sort of looks ugly because Test Cricket is set up for digging in and fighting and being attritional. These are all traditional South African virtues. Verdon Philander on commentary was kind of loving the attrition and, you know, trying to grind England down. But England's batters in that situation would have said, right, the only way we're going to get back into this is to come hard at those spinners, force them to make changes, force their bowlers, their Bissene bowlers to come on, perhaps, so that they're a bit more tired when the new ball comes uh, so it, that's the tactic. It's about being positive and it's about when you find yourself cornered coming out fighting rather than taking up a defensive posture and trying to build a wall around yourself. Uh, because, you know, once that second new ball comes, especially on this pitch, it was it's a bit of a cliche. We've been saying it for the last three days, but it's a new ball pitch. And so you've new ball you've, pitch, got to be you've got to be somewhere by the time that new ball comes. And they weren't. And, yep. and that was that's yeah, the difference and, between and, two teams.
0: I think you're right, and also mindful of how many like outstanding wicket-taking deliveries the England bowlers had, had stitched together across both innings. But looking at it today, we've already reflected upon the the Anderson setup of Elgar early on, Robinson in the channel where you know didn't know whether to play or leave. In the end, did neither caught behind. We had. Stuart Broad getting Markram, uh, a conventional dismissal in the end, but the ball that was, or the wicket that was uh, chalked off, the no ball uh, when he was bowling his first over of the day. By the way, Broad coming on third change. There wouldn't be too many test matches in England where Stuart Broad comes on as the fifth bowler. I can tell you, I I can tell you, I can tell you. I can tell you exactly. (laughs) It's
1: funny you should ask me because Andy Zoltzman dug it out for us. Um, So he was the fifth bowler used. The last time he was the fifth bowler used was against Australia at the Oval in 2009. When that incredible spell, really? yeah, when had it, that's bowled the first, the, the
0: first of his, uh, yeah, the first of his. Yes. Um, I, I described Six. it as, as oh, I can't remember uh, when he, he had three, he had three ashes-defining spells in consecutive series. Wasn't it? Oh, 09 uh, at the Oval. 2013 at Durham and of course 2015 at Trent Bridge when and yeah the first of those was when he there you go coming on third change but you know he, he gets a wicket or he looks to get a wicket with he, in, with his third ball I think it was and what a ball it was oh. I mean the stuff you dream of is a quick hitting the off bail and send it you know flying over the top of the cord and only for it to be a no ball and I, I tell you what that's a guaranteed uh, Hall of Fame moment <laughs> coming up in, in a couple of moments but then after as well we, we saw Stokes not so much the ball to Rassie van der Dersen, who looks like he was just spent by that stage yep. and was setting up again. After the tee and chases a wide one. But the ball to Peterson absolutely exploded. Nothing he could have done about it. Uh, and then Anderson, the ball to Harmer. Second ball back with the second newy through the gate, jagging back, hitting the top of off. Um, a couple of those wickets that Robinson took at the end as well with fabulous deliveries. I mean, to all of that, I think they picked the right attack. I reckon that, you know, the wobble ball's in fashion. Uh, we talk about it a lot on commentary, Norky, from time to time, mm-hmm. especially when we're working with someone like Jared Kimber. But, on a surface like this when the new ball is effective and then it it quickly becomes a question of what you can get out of it with seam. Anderson might be more well-known for his swing, but he's always been an outstanding seam bowler as well when the ball gets a fraction older. That's often been Broad's greatest weapon and it's clearly what Robinson is best at. So as a group of three, then you combine Stokes to that. who picks up four for 40-odd in the test match, super consistent when he did come on, be it bowling short or bowling more full. Um, They did a great job at the selection table. This was the right test for Matty Potts to miss.
1: Yes, it really was. I'm not sure that he'll be coming back necessarily for the oval because robinson was so impressive and his extra height and his extra pace i mean he'd been he was bowling 78 79 80 last year and was looking really dangerous but we were saying isn't it bizarre you know how dangerous the most dangerous england bowler last summer is bowling at those paces well when you add on an extra four miles an hour five miles an hour and you have a pitch that's got some carry he's so hard to play because his extra bounce is what what makes the difference and it's so noticeable during the day as well you know
0: and, 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 and i just jump in and say also through the spell I reckon that last year you could really detect a drop off in yeah. pace between overs one and say overs four or five look I know it's contested space to the extent to which you can talk about um Bowlers' fitness and the way that you know the the way they look I know we've had a a conversation recently on the final word about body shaming and all the rest of it but it's just the truth Ollie Robinson is fit as a fiddle at the moment and he was nowhere near as fit as that last year there has to be some sort of causation it's not just correlation that he's bowling five mile an hour quicker through a spell he's just made a decision to be a a different kind of body, body type body shape And that's paying dividends for him now that he's taken the step up. I mean, you see a lot of cricketers make it to the top level. And usually we talk about batters who do this. They they get there through first-class runs. uh, It doesn't go so well. They drop back to the level below and they come back a much better cricketer. That, to me, even though Robinson started so well last year, he looks an even better bowler now. I agree with you. that They're going to have to pick him uh, whenever he's fit routinely there won't be many opportunities maybe not in Pakistan as it happens but that's a completely different conversation because in Pakistan you do want reverse swing bowlers so you know it'll be Anderson who's more valuable you'd think out of that three or the most valuable out of that three with that in mind but yeah, Robinson, uh, picked him at the right time. They waited to pick him as well. They could have snatched it and played him in the first test match. So they give him a, an extra week. And um, it's not as though Matty Potts won't be back. You need a group of six, seven, eight, nine, ten fast bowlers in your, in your crew if you're going to become one of the best test teams in the world, as Australia have shown over their last two rises to the top, if you like. Someone like Scott Boland, who was super impressive in, in the home summer and, and can't get a game at the moment, but he'll come again. And, and so it'll be, I'm sure, yeah. for Potts. But for the time being, Robinson, set and forget.
1: Uh, for me from me on Robinson's Fitness is that actually you know the grind of county cricket doesn't allow you very easily to go and address certain of these issues and he that's what he'd been playing county cricket uh, and then he played a full summer and a lot of back-to-back games for England in a way I think being away from cricket and being able to work exclusively on one thing has probably been a benefit to Robinson, and then it's just a matter of, of maintaining it now, isn't it? And he won't have had a particularly heavy yep. workload this summer because there's a week and a half off before the Oval Test as well. So he's timed his run back into the team rather perfectly.
0: And, and, and such is the beauty of central contracts, which you often hear Anderson and Broad talk about, that they can control their their... Their, their rhythm they can control their, their workload that's a better word for it as they build towards big test series as this one is some miscellaneous before we get to the hall of fame uh, dean elga was asked after play in the Prezzo by ath whether uh, they made mistakes yesterday he said they didn't i mean interesting that he pointed towards the bowlers workloads the south african bowlers workloads even though they won in three days last week back-to-back test, ma- test matches is, is always a factor with these things ben stokes uh Whenever he's player of the match, he says it should be somebody else. Today, he said it should be Ben Folkes, And they also lavished praise on on Zach Crawley. Uh, And uh, yes, you know what? I think it's time. We've been going for a long time. Let's go into the final word, Hall of Fame. The Final Word Hall of Fame, the most Final Word moment of the day is brought to you by the Advanced Hair Studio, the world leaders in hair restoration. AdvancedHairStudio.com forward slash Final Word. Daniel, they've been great supporters of us throughout the test summer, um, and they'll be with us again at the Oval next week. Fifteen percent off if you jump on that website, AdvancedHairStudio.com forward slash Final Word, uh, and and we're grateful they're with us. And if you are thinking about it, if you are on you know, kind of go one way or the other through the closed season perhaps, no better time than to pick up our 15% discount.
1: I couldn't agree more. You're looking a man for whom this, this treatment was absolutely designed. I don't think literally, but uh, if, if they could have had somebody in mind, it would be this. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic deal, isn't it? 15% with, with guarantees of, of broadcast-ready hair which is which I'm increasingly needing because (laughs) I'm I'm getting closer and closer to the front of the camera Um, on last night's uh, highlights because I had a bit of a technical (laughs) issue with one of the microphones. My my hand uh, became visible, which is not ideal uh, as I was doing a a lollipop, you know, two way with Ben Fox. he didn't have his own Mm. microphone. Um, So once it gets into the hand and then who knows, it might start creeping up the elbow and shoulder and then I'm afraid this Fizzog is going to be cruelly exposed. So, yes, here, here.
0: Time to get it sorted out. If you ain't got the locks, you ain't on the box. Uh, final word, it may as well be called the Stuart Broad yep. Hall of Fame, Norky, really, on this series. Every day it's broady, isn't it? Today it was, I mean, take your pick, really. It's the no ball. It's the response to the no ball. Sure. It's the relitigating with Chris Gaffney at the end of the over that it shouldn't have been a no ball. And I mean, it was touch and go, but once it's called by the, yep. the third umpire, as you know, if you're a long-term listener to the final word, Excellent reform, well deployed there by Nitton Menon because that's why they got it there in the first place. Uh, But then when he takes his next wicket, which is Markram again, caught in the cord. And before he celebrated, he looked straight at Chris Gaffney to make sure the third umpire gave him the thumbs up before he celebrated. Classic strawberry. It was. I mean,
1: let's just give him the give him the award for everything he did today because he was he was he had <laughs> Hall of Fame written all over him. But ultimately, yes, I've got to give it to the to the bold off the no-ball because there's a couple of things about it. Right now, this is a bit selfish, but as a broadcaster, that is the hardest dismissal to call because um, yes. if you hear the little tink in your ear. And then you see the ball fly through to the keeper. And it's, yeah, it's caught behind. He's caught behind. Everyone says he's caught behind. And do you know why? Do you know why, Collo? It's something that Andy Zoltzman and I are absolutely infuriated by. Just use zig bales. Don't use green bales. Green bales, Do you know sure. what colour grass is? It's green. So what's the bale? It's camouflage. So you can't see. It destroyed a really beautiful wicket of Catherine Brunt's in last year's test match for the same reason. Everyone thought it yes, was caught it behind. Did. No, give me a zing bale and a zing wicket, and then it can light up. Then we can all know, and <laughs> hallelujah, bold him.
0: I love it. You're spot on. Well, uh, that, that, that I mean, it was, as I've said before, the fact that it kissed the top of the off bail, beautiful stuff. Uh, Jimmy Anderson took his 100th wicket against Africa today. He's now taken 100 wickets against three nations, one of which must be Australia, I suppose. There might be India? New Zealand in there to India, one or the other. No. I didn't check who they were. I probably should have before I jumped on. I know one must be Australia, yes. given the volume of Test cricket. He's played in the Ashes across his long journey in Test cricket. Nevertheless, he's one of only three bowlers to do that. Um, I think the other two are Murali and Harath, possibly. Anyway, a and Murali. Awani so. and Murali, yep. So... Um, in in, uh, in good company there and a nod to Dean Elgar who used the most cliched line of cliched lines at the post game presser, test cricket that's why they call it a test um, which we're hearing more <laughs> and more at the moment, it's the ECV slogan this year but I've detected from uh, players in press conferences, that's their lean to when they're talking about going through a rough trot at the moment, so Dean Elgar uh, ticks that box today as the defeated yeah. captain, what did you have?
1: Uh, they should just say uh, test cricket, every ball doesn't count and uh, (laughs) leave it at that
0: (laughs) that'll that'll work as well All right, let's wrap it up this has been the final word daily from Manchester with Adam Collins and Daniel Norcross thank you for watching throughout the last three days we'll be back to do it all again at the Oval between times we have coming up story times on the feed at the moment story time 103 that's a two hour conversation with Jeff and me which contains all sorts of stuff including Daniel one you'll like a record that fell just one month ago that was held for 92 years 92, a bradman-esque record that fell last year in the Ranji trophy you you're going to enjoy that when you listen to yeah. it uh, i think i'm going to drop into the feed on monday our zimbabwe special uh that's uh that's something we've been working towards over the last couple of weeks but with australia playing zimbabwe across three one day as you thought it was the right time to dedicate an entire episode to their to their story and i've interviewed Sukhunda Raza. Uh, the Zimbabwean All-Rounder for that and spoken at length with Liam Brickhill. That'll be in the feed on Monday. Emma John's joining me for the weekly show. That'll be out midweek. Then we'll have Storytime 104 with Brout Sunderation and we'll go again at the Oval where I'll be there with you, Daniel, at your home ground in South London. If you really like what we do and all the programs they're putting out at the moment, you can jump on patreon.com forward slash the final word and submit a nerd pledge and we'll solve it for you in the weeks to come. And as ever, our great friends at the Advanced Studio for backing in what we're doing on the daily programs. studio.com forward slash final word for your 15% discount. A million people can't be wrong. All right, that's it. England victorious fine innings at 85 runs. Talk soon. Bye-bye.